this week on episode 63 of the Odd Dad Out podcast, I'm going a little old school and stepping back from the more mainstream news that I've kind of gotten into lately and chatting somewhat about my kind of non-Memorial Day barbecue weekend that we seem to have. And in this week's weird news, I've got a couple of stories actually pitched to me by my wife, including one about a job as a cat cuddler. And a very, let's just say, jumpy shark. And in recommended listening, I have a self-admitted knockoff of a past-featured show, Netflix and Swill. Beginning Hot Dad Out Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. And I keep thinking about that, and sometimes I'm thinking it fits, and sometimes I'm like, what the hell does that mean anyway? But I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and thank you for joining me today on my twisted little view of things, and my family stories, and my weird news picks, and just making fun of shit, and spreading the love for some other podcasts out there that I am into, and I think you should be into it as well. So, like I said, this past weekend, actually yesterday, if you really are listening to this on release, was Memorial Day in America, a day where we pay tribute to those veterans who didn't come back. And like most American holidays, the traditional method of celebrating Memorial Day is having a big-ass barbecue. Because there's nothing Americans do better than grilling meat over a big-ass pile of fire. And yes, that sounds really a Pile of fire. Pile of fire! Because we're fucking cavemen. Um, <laughs> shut up. I improv 90% of this. Anyway, but... In, in, it's one of the few things that I could say tr I'm traditional with, I guess, in that I'm fond of the American backyard barbecue, and it's probably the only time I will, like, openly say I'm kind of social about. Not that I invite my neighbors over and do, like, block party style, but we, I do get my family together, if at all possible, like, hey, are you guys doing anything for the holiday? Hey, wanna come over and have a barbecue? Now, once again, I open the show with normal is not my specialty. Because we don't do any of that shit for Memorial Day. We did all this shit at the beginning of the weekend. Because for no particular reason that I could tell, my little sister was in town. Not that she lives. She lives like two hours away. It's not that big of a deal. But we don't travel out there to see her much. My other sisters don't. We don't. We don't do a lot of traveling. We live in the bigger city area. She lives out in Tucson, you know, a little college town in southern southern part of the state. So she is more likely to come up here and visit us because she's got three siblings that live here. So we can harangue her into, hey, come over here and hang out at our house and we'll have a big barbecue. Which is basically how it turned out. She's like, hey, I'm going to be in town this weekend. Uh, you guys want to hang out and do anything? And which point my wife... Uh, expressed her recent desire to have a barbecue. Not that she wanted to entertain. She just wanted grilled food. She wanted burgers and hot dogs and and sausage and watermelon and potato salad. She just wanted a barbecue spread. And because my wife is from Texas and because I do, in fact, know the difference, this is barbecue as in great American barbecue, the you-throw-everything-on-a-grill-in-the-backyard barbecue, not the technical cooking method of barbecue. Well, let's whack the mic. The t cooking method of barbecue where you slow smoke meat for like fucking days until it's and it just falls apart and all that and imbued with smoke, which is fine. I've never, unfortunately, I've never been able to do it just because I've never had the equipment for that. Interestingly enough, we didn't have the equipment to host a backyard barbecue. Therein lies my problem. 
My wife wants to do a barbecue. We we don't have a grill. We used to. Way back in the day, and like two houses ago, we had a grill. It was a cheap piece of crap. Um, I think it's like everybody's first crap barbecue grill, just that little round thing with not even like the good Weber grill, but the little crap like $30 grill at Walmart, and it's got the stupid little wire grates, and it's crap, and everything sticks to it, and in all likelihood, you're going to burn half your food. One of those. That's what we had. And it was a piece of crap, and it fell apart, and it was rusty as shit because I didn't take care of it because it was a piece of crap. So we left it. I think we left it at our last house. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. This thing's falling apart. Uh, yeah, just to hell with it. So we needed a new grill. We've been in this house for over a year now. No barbecues, no nothing like that. If we were doing any social events, I think we would... I don't even know what the hell we would... I think we'd order pizza half the time. You know, we wouldn't really... We haven't really socialized since we've been in this house. So it was nice to have the family over. But I did manage to get all three of my sisters to come over. And say, oh, hey, we're all going to come. So that means I have to go get a grill. Which turned into this big, like, massive expedition of finding the grill. Because not just finding a grill. Because you can walk into, especially around Memorial Day, you can walk into stores all over the place and get a grill. That's not a problem. The problem is we're kind of poor. I mean, we're not we're not as dirt poor as we used to be. We used to be, you know, beans and rice twice a week poor. We're all right at this point. We paid off my van a few months ago. That's a car payment. We don't have any more. It's great. That being said, we don't we can't just go throw down three, four hundred dollars for a brand new grill. That's ludicrous. And I, I'm not willing to spend that kind of money for a grill. I don't need a grill. It does that justifies that kind of expense. Fortunately, it's Memorial Day weekend. Grills are on sale, even at the grocery store. Nice little iron kettle style, you know, the kind that look like a big oil drum, just split in half. One of those. Great. But this one is like miniaturized, so it's more like the size of a small beer keg. And so it's like yay big, and it works out fine. And it's like 70 bucks, and you're like, hey, that, that'll work just fine for us. Go up to the store to get it. You know, when something's on sale around a holiday, nine times out of ten it's sold out. That's what happened. I get over there and they're like, hey, do you have any more of that little one that was on sale? There used to be a bunch of them up front. And naturally, no, they don't. They've even replaced it with one of those little crap ones like I was talking about before. I'm like, no. So I get on the phone with my wife. Like, hey, uh, they're out. I'm going to run over to Walmart and grab one because I'm sure they've got a ton. They've got a ton of grills at Walmart. It's fucking Walmart. And it's again, Memorial Day weekend. They're going to have a shit ton of grills out because everyone wants to grill. <sighs> so I get over there and I'm thinking, hey, I've seen that kind before. My wife looked it up on online. She's like, yeah, they have one just like it. Same price. Go get that. I get there. They're all out. They don't have it either. But what I did find was a bigger one because guys and toys and grills and shit. And it's like, I, I found one. It's about eh, 15 bucks more than the one we were looking at. Twice the size, all like all cast iron, really heavy duty, adjustable coal grates, iron bar, fucking great. It's 10 times better than the one we were looking at. And twice the size, so we could do so much more with it. And we could be a smoker, we could do this and this and this. I'm like, hey, babe, we can get this one, and it's way better, and it's only a little bit more. And it's right here, and it's assembled, and she's, she's like, no, I don't like that one. It's ugly. I want this one. It's cute. Really? You you, you want the cute one? He's like, why can't we get the one that's right here that's ready to go and assembled? I can just throw it in the back of the van, and we can go home, and we're done. No, let me go call the other store and see if they have that other one. I'm like, but I don't want the other one now. I want this one. <laughs> it's right here and it's a hundred times better. Let's get this one. Like, no, it's ugly. I want the cute one. Ah. Uh. So, because you know, I I kind of subscribe to the old adage, uh, "Happy wife, happy life." So, I let her make phone calls. I let her find one. 
hoping that maybe everybody else was sold out of them too, or was so far, when I've got one literally, I'm touching a much better grill that I could get, and it's still a charcoal grill because we don't like gas, because gas tastes funny, and gas is expensive. And then I get the message. They have your name, and they've pulled one aside for you over at this location. Fuck! Alright, so... I go to the other store. Now, the third store I've been to, to try and acquire a grill, I have to find somebody, and they pull aside, and we go around, and I pick out all the accessories and shit, because, you know, you can't just get the grill, especially when you don't have a grill, you gotta get all the accessories, and the tongs, and all the shit, and whatever. So I get all the shit picked out, and because I want to take care of this when I get a cover, and I get all the bullshit to go with the grill, and load up, and get back, and do all, and load it up and put it in the yard and do all this shit just so we can grill tomorrow. And this was all Friday morning. Never mind, I had to work Friday night. I also had to work Saturday morning. So again, I work overnights. Weekends are a whole different funny thing, but I get out of work at like 3 a.m. Friday, back to work at 9 a.m. Saturday just to be home in time to cook a big barbecue for all my sisters who are all there by the time I've gotten them. But that's okay because, I mean, basically I come home and I start immediately just jump in and start cooking. And hey, everybody, because who's the favorite guy at the barbecue? The cook. So I jump in and I just start firing everything up and going and, you know, burgers and hot dogs and and my wife's made potato salad. And they've got, you know, my sister brought strawberry shortcake because it's the traditional Memorial Day barbecue dessert thing. It's strawberry shortcake. That's what you make. To the point where the grocery stores were giving the shit away. We got a coupon for a free everything to go with strawberry shortcake. Here's strawberries and pound cake and ready whip. And I don't care, you know, sidebar. Fuck ready whip. I hate ready whip. It's such crap. I hate canned whipped cream. I don't care how much crap is in cool whip. It tastes better than ready whip. And it doesn't fall flat in 10 seconds. But we have, but we have a successful barbecue. With all of the children, all of the small children, because none of the older kids were there. Because my two older sisters have older kids. Uh, my oldest sister, both of her kids are now grown and, and out of school and all that and whatnot. But, yeah, my all my sisters and their little kids were all in the same age group as all of the wide range of my children. But all the little kids running around the house... And then my sister's realizing, oh, wow, this is why we don't put all the kids together. <laughs> it's chaos. Here, you guys, go stay in that room. And now, especially because my little one, Sam, like in the last week, decided he was going to go from too scared to uh, let go of the couch to running. So even, you know, even the baby's running around. So that much more chaos of running around seven to to one year old. And oh, yeah, watch out for the baby. And, oh yeah, let's not forget about the puppy, which I've mentioned recently, which was traded away on this trip. Uh, like I mentioned before how my my older sister had found this dog and we ended up taking it in because nobody else could find it. Well, it turns out my little sister had actually said, and they were like, hey, if you'll meet us at, like halfway, we'll come get the dog. Well, now my little sister is there, and they're like, oh, she's so cute. Can we keep her? I'm like, sure. Really? Yeah, really. Fucking take her. <laughs> Which, you know, she she was adorable. She was a great dog. Way too rowdy for us. We just, between my boys and our older dog and the cats, she just was not a good fit for us. But my sister has an equally rowdy dog and kids who can take the punishment and she's got a big property with lots of land that the dog can play in. And so my sister relieved us of the pressure of a fucking three-month-old rowdy-ass terrier mix something. So, you know, thank you, sister, for taking care of the dog and taking her off our hands. It, it's, it's kind of bittersweet because she was a sweet dog, but she was so much of a royal pain in the ass. That I just, I spent too much time fighting with that dog and not sleeping and 
I didn't. I, I, anybody who has a puppy, you know that woken up at 5 a.m. by the puppy? Yeah. It's, she's peeing on the floor or you're letting her out at five in the morning. That's, that's the routine with the puppy. And I just, when I get home at four, I'm not waking up at five to let the dog out. Fuck that shit. So, but that, that whole thing, you know, that was, and that was just Saturday. We're like, Hey, we just got a new grill after a whole big social event. And, and what always turns into game night with my family, because we just, that's what we do. We, we get together and we play stupid games. We play heads up and we play catchphrase and shit like this because we're goofballs or we play, uh, what's uh cards against humanity and things like this because we're weird and we're goofballs and we got twisted sense of humor but it turns into game night and it's always it's always fun and i always have a blast with my sisters and we always try and get we try and get them over as much as possible but they've got their own lives and their families and social engagements and whatnot but i definitely want to try more of that this summer i want to get like hey guys come on down and we'll have another barbecue why because you're not busy i'm not busy let's have a barbecue Let's have game night. Just cause, cause I do like having my sisters over. I like spending time with my sisters, but you know, we're all we're all busy. So when when we can, we do. But that, like I said, that was just Saturday, and we're like Sunday rolls around, and we're like, well, fuck, because normally Sunday is our day to do shit, but because we've got the long weekend, and my wife took Friday off, and because she works for a bank, so she's got the holiday Monday off. We're like, we did all our grocery shopping. We did all the house cleaning because of the party. All the stuff we normally do on Sunday is taken care of. What are we going to do? And it just kind of turned into a lazy day, hanging out, watching movies. And we decided, oh, fuck, we'll go wash the car. And let's, we've still got some burgers and stuff left over. Let's fire up the grill. Let's have, you know, let's make some more burgers and sausage and stuff. And we... More barbecuing on Sunday, because why the hell not? We're like, we've got a new grill, let's break this fucker in, and fire it up, and more awesome burgers, and smoked sausage, and all this shit, and another fucking... I've never grilled that much two days in a row, really. All to say, Memor- this isn't even Memorial Day yet, this is just the weekend. And we're like, yeah, great day, just firing up the grill, having a fun time, enjoying the new grill, which I must say is awesome. I've never, I've never had a grill like this before. So, I mean, I got some iron grates. I've never had a, a really solid grill that didn't have those stupid wires that just suck. I've got really good iron grates that are all cured and everything so that the burgers slide right off. And wow, I can just hear my teeth whistling right now. Uh, my apologies, because it's annoying me. I can only imagine it's annoying you. But, <laughs> sorry, drawback of dentures. But, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying my new grill. It's, it's, I'm, I'm never geeked out over a grill before, because I've always had crap grills that I usually burned food on. But, I'm enjoying my new grill. To which point, we're actually grilling more tonight, but more for my wife's, you know, I've talked about we plan my wife's meals out ahead of time for the week for her diet and all that. So we're going to use the grill to actually grill chicken instead of using like my little knockoff George Foreman grill. But all that grilling and all this stuff. And what did we do for Memorial Day? We had biscuits and eggs. Really. We made you know, for Memorial Day, we're like, nope, we're taking a lazy day. We have worked our asses off all weekend for entertaining and regular barbecues and all this stuff. We spent the day playing video games and, and we had, like, I made sausage scrambles with hash browns and fresh biscuits. And that was it. That was our Memorial Day dinner. <laughs> like I've barbecued enough. Fuck it. I'm making me some eggs. I'm not working that hard. And then I remember, oh yeah, in order to do this meal, I've got to juggle three pans at once and a pan in the oven. And oh yeah, I'm making biscuits from scratch because me. So what should be easier than having a whole big barbecue meal and everything turned into a, a lot more work because I just can't leave breakfast alone. But hey, it was good. Damn good. What's What's to beat, you know... A sausage scramble, 
fresh grated hash browns, and fresh hand-cut biscuits. All I needed was some gravy. I just didn't have time or space to make gravy. But had I done that, that's the only thing that could have topped that meal. That's all I'm saying. I just needed some sausage. I should have taken some of that sausage and thrown it into a gravy and that would have been it. <sighs> but that was my Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> now I just jump into the world of schools out. All the boys are home. Wrangling, rowdy boys. I think we're going to be grilling regularly now. I think my wife wants to get the boys and start taking, like, swimming stuff and taking the boys out to the pool, get them out of the house a little more. I'm trying to grow lawn. Trying to have a summer. You know, I want the boys to have a good summer this time because we always, we're kind of boring. I mean, we've got our vacation coming up and all that and all that headache coming up. But the summer is has officially begun. Memorial Day has passed. In 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 children world, it is summertime. Of course, I still have to argue with our oldest because he knows the exact date of the year that's the first day of summer. And so when I tell him it's the summer, he's like, no, it's not. It's not until June. Stop arguing with me. He argues about everything. I don't, I don't know about all oldest kids, but he fucking argues about everything. Oh, if you tell him the sky is blue, he'll fucking argue with you. And then there's all the technicalities of that, but ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, happy Memorial Day, everybody. <laughs> I hope your Memorial Day was just as fun and less stressful than mine. And for all you listeners in Australia, disregard the whole thing. Just know we had a fun family barbecue. <laughs> Technically, there was no holiday involved. We didn't barbecue for the holiday, but whatever. Alright, now that I have bored you with my tales of barbecue parties, I'm going to take my first Potter and Family break and come right back with the bullshit from the news. What is the Potter and Family? Hey guys, it's Rad Dad Chad, J-Mills, and Lil Man. From the Full of Fiber Podcast. Hey, this is Bro from the World of Ro Podcast. Hey, this is Rick from Ice and the Face. This is Eric Mocker from the Mockers Podcast. This is Cyanide from the Little Geek Lost Podcast. This is Greg from the Sports Stands Podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Juliet Miranda from the Unwritable Rant Podcast. This is Nick from the Epic Film Guys Podcast. This is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby Podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. This is Gareth from the Open All Powers Podcast. This is Nock from the Geek Over Podcast. We're Josh and David from the Scotch and Flicks Podcast. We are you. Podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Potter Family and use the hashtag Potter Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter Family, where great podcasts come home. Your guide to cinema etiquette for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. Tip 21. If your portable telephone rings whilst you're enjoying a film, it is a dick move to answer your telephone and speak at a normal volume during the screening. Instead, exit the cinema and return the call in private. It should have been off anyway, fuckhead! For more useful cinema etiquette, join Paul and Wayne on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast at Podomatic on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Okay, now it's time for some fun. Coming up first this week, I'm going to start off with the stuff my wife pitched to me. Because it's not often that she actually sends stories my way because she usually gives me crap about this entire segment. But my wife is, she's a girl. Like, duh, she's your wife. My wife, for as much of a snark as she is, much like me, ultimately she's still a a, a pink bunny rabbits and unicorns and glitter-loving girl. So when she saw a 
post that said a vet clinic is looking for a professional cat cuddler. Of course she sent it to me. (laughs) Now, let's be fair. It's not just cuddling cats. You're, You're basically like, you know how people have like emotional support animals? That's basically what you're doing. You're you're basically for cats that let's see where is this? I think it's in I keep seeing Dublin, but I don't know if it's Dublin, Ireland or a town that just happens to be named Dublin. But the gist of it is like you know when you have a, like an emotional support animal, you have PTSD. Well, this is kind of targeted towards cats that come into this veterinary hospital that are stressed, distressed, or have been through traumatic experiences. They were abused animals or neglected and things like this. And so they need people like to basically kind of do that same thing, to care for the cats and teach and kind of reacclimate them to affection and to get these kind of wiry, you know, stressed out animals to calm down and trust people and just kind of, I mean, they're, they're cuddling the cats to make, to calm the cats down. It's, it's a really sweet idea. It's a really seriously, that's a fucking job. That, that's, that's a thing you can do. You can get paid as a cat cuddler. It's, it's kind of like the person I saw in America's Got Talent who was a professional hug coach. You, you people pay you for hugs and that's not like that you know you got a booth at the at the fair kisses one dollar or whatever and people hire you to teach them to, to like cuddle and hug and, and and you're gonna pay me to cuddle with cats i don't know i honestly don't know if i could do it i then again i'm better with cats than i am with dogs i'm more of a cat person and i just it really, it's there's there's been a few of these jobs lately that are popping up. These weird job postings. Uh, my wife said because she wants to be a librarian, she's going to school for that. She sent me a librarian needed at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sure, yeah, great, but you don't have your degree yet. And so, yeah, they're now she's sending me a. Hey, I want to be a cat cuddler. Like, no, you're going to school to be a, a librarian. Let's stick with the librarian thing. You don't need to go be a professional cat cuddler. That being said, I'm probably the more suited one to this job because I'm the I'm the cat person. I'm the one who doesn't push the cats off the counter just because you see them. Sorry. Now let's be fair. You know, in general, house cats are assholes, and we've got one who is totally the asshole cat, and we've got one who, for all intents and purposes, doesn't realize she's a cat. But, yeah. I I just, it's a weird, it's a, I don't know, if you think you're qualified to be a, a cat cuddler, I've got a link to it in in uh, the show notes at odddeadhout.blogspot.com. Go ahead, put in your application, see if you can become a professional cat cuddler. And if you happen to get the job, hell, let me know. I'll interview you because I don't do interviews. So, hell, that'd be kind of an interesting, like, shit, go for it. All right. Now, the other story that my wife sent me, and it's again, she just gets up and she's like, hey, check this shit out. That's practically what it was like. I'm sitting there getting my coffee. And she's like, hey, she just, great white shark jumps into 73-year-old fisherman's boat. You've got my attention. And it's primarily because it's a fucking great white. And he wasn't even fishing for sharks. But that's a 73-year-old man fishing off of Australia's east coast great white shark just jumps into his boat yeah as he says quote the bloody thing just jumped in my boat because that's i that's i can do a better australian accent than that but i I was on the fly uh let's see they measured the shark at uh, nearly nine feet long uh see knocked him off balance Yeah, so, for the most part, he was kind of uninjured. And he just, you know, 
fucking I I don't I can't imagine what that's like. I don't go fishing, really. When I did, I would fish off the dock where our boat was because when I was younger, we had a sailboat. But I I I'd sit off the end of the dock and just throw, you know, fish off the end of the pier. I I going out and uh, I don't do that. I don't do fishing boats. That's just not my thing. And I guess in Australia it's much more of a thing, but yeah. This guy, I mean, and I've heard, and you, I think everybody's seen those those videos of the sharks that are super aggressive and they're jumping to catch their, you know, to eat the seal or whatever and all that. And I saw, because my wife loves Shark Week, and I think that's why she found the story, because my wife loves Shark Week and she loves sharks and stories about sharks. So she's all, hey, check out this great white shark story. And normally I don't care because she's, you know... It's stories about sharks and bats and things like that, and she's all excited about that. But, yeah, fucking shark just jumps into the guy's boat. It's not like there was a seal around, you know, nothing. It's just shark jumps out of there, jumps straight into the guy's boat, you know, knocks him down, does the whole shark flopping around, scares the shit out of everybody thing. But Really? I just... <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how the fuck I'd react to that. I mean, you know, they say everything in Australia is going to kill you, but I thought if you stayed out of the water, the sharks were pretty harmless. If you're not in the water, the shark can't get you. Apparently there's flying sharks now, and apparently they'll jump in your boat to try and eat you. <sighs> that is probably the best fish story of all times. One time I caught a shark. I caught a shark without even trying. Fuck, I just jumped in my boat. See, that's a better act. I can do that one. <laughs> uh, that was terrible. Uh. <laughs> All right. What do we have next? Uh, speaking of jumping off of shit, a man jumped off a plane after trying to bite a flight attendant. And I... This is this sounds like one of those like bath salt stories from a few years ago where guys were tripping out on bath salts and going all zombie and shit. But yeah, again, this was in from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, just after the plane, like they pull away from the gate. Guy gets up, starts getting all fucking crazy. It looks like he'd hardly even spoke any English. Gets up, starts screaming attacks one of the flight attendants, tries to bite the person, and then opens up, like, the ent- you know, the entry door where you come off, the where they attach the little tube and all that shit, but the actual main door to the cabin where they load everybody opens that bitch up and jumps off the plane. And they just pulled away from the gate, too. But, so it's not like he went all Mission Impossible style and jumped off the fucking plane in midair, like, trying to be all Tom Cruise and shit. Which... Seriously, they do that shit in, like, every movie. But, yeah, fucking crazy guy bites the flight attendant, jumps off the plane at the gate, and tries taking off, and I guess they tackled him and they got him uh, before he got back to the terminal and all this stuff, but... Yeah, so, of course, arrested the guy. I guess all they had... I would think that he'd get bigger charges. All they got for him right now is interference with a flight crew. Assault? Fuck! He tried. He assaulted a fucking uh, attend- a flight attendant, and I mean, in, never mind endangering people. Interference with flight crew. Screw that. Endangering the lives of every person on that plane. Let's load this fucker up with charges because he's a nut bar. There's also the unfortunate problem of the dude hardly speaks English, and wherever the fuck is this guy from? I'm surprised nobody screamed terrorism, but I guess since he got off the plane. But I really am curious to what the fuck is... What the hell? What? I mean, this is... Yeah, what are you, tripping bath salts? Because you got on the plane. You made it this far. You were sitting there. You were cool. And as soon as they pull away, you trip out, try and kill... Try and bite somebody and jump off the plane. I, yeah, I just don't fucking get people. People are nuts. And I... my Sorry, drugs. It's all drugs. Everything's drugs. Because people are fucking nuts. I just don't, 
that's me. Um, I don't do drugs. Contrary to what my doctors think, I don't do drugs. So I don't understand how people can do shit like this. And you could make, maybe you make the argument, oh, he's mentally ill. No shit. Because it was either that or he's on some crazy fucking tripping balls drugs. I'm more willing to say it's drugs. Because apparently this was like his third flight. He's he's connecting from here to here to here. He's, yeah, he was fine the rest of the time. He fucking popped some pills or some bullshit on, the, on this last stop. And they kicked in at the wrong time. To be fair, if, if, I bet if this shit had gone down and stuff while well, they were still at the terminal or in the air and they took this guy down, everybody would be screaming, oh, look how abusive they were and all that shit. And like, this fucker did some crazy shit, went crazy, tried to bite somebody and jumped off a plane. Don't defend him. Sorry. I don't care what the hell. Nothing. Don't defend the guy. And somebody would have, I'm somebody's going to be defending this guy. Oh, he was mentally ill. Oh, he was blah, blah, blah. Oh, they were doing this or he was stressed or no. Fucking crazy person. Crazy person, not in a, in a mentally handicapped way. He's nuts. He's on something. Something's wrong with this guy and he endangered other people. Fuck him. Sorry, I'm the dick that way. That's just me. I'm a dick that way. But yeah. I, I, again, I just don't get people. I don't get people. Uh, and speaking of not getting people, California. <laughs> Fucking California. Uh, only in California are you going to find somebody so damn high and mighty and presumptuous and full of themselves to sue a candy company over the sugar in their candy. Only in California would somebody sue Jelly Belly because they didn't realize how much sugar was, that there was sugar in their jelly beans. Because you're a fucking idiot and you're a retard. It's candy. And in, in much less friendly terms, that was their response. But a, a California woman is filed a class action lawsuit against Jelly Belly claiming a misleading and fraudulent labeling of products because she didn't realize or because the labeling on the Jelly Belly sports beans does not say that it uses sugar. What it says, first ingredient, and if you know anything about labels, they basically, the ingredients are listed most to least. That's why, like, red dye number one's at the bottom, and sugar is at the top. In place of simple sugar, air quotes, it says evaporated cane juice. This is just a fancy way of saying sugar. Yeah, because if you know where the fuck sugar comes from, it comes from Sugar cane. Now, yes, this is a fancy way and of putting it. And yes, it's sugar. And any idiot who knows what the, if, they're, if you're actually reading the label and you understand anything about the label, you know what the fuck sugar cane is. You know what evaporated cane juice is. It's sugar. Don't be a fucking retard. And that, in much nicer terms, was Jelly Belly's response to the lawsuit. They basically said, hey, this is ridiculous. If you can read the label that says evaporated cane juice, you can also read the part of the label right above it that says 17 grams of sugar per serving. Yeah, you're not, don't be fucking stupid. Like you're trying to claim ignorance by, oh, I didn't know that was uh, sugar, which let's backtrack to all of those ads for the, uh, the high fructose corn syrup. When it comes to sugar, Sugar is sugar. Your body digests sugar the same way. It has the same effect. It doesn't matter if that sugar came from apple juice, orange juice, sugar cane, or corn syrup. Your body 
It's, it's sugar. It has the same effect on your body. Now, yeah, highly processed sugars, high fructose corn syrup, all those, those have different things in those. Those do other things beyond that. But when it comes to what your body, calorically speaking, nutritionally speaking, sugar is sugar is sugar. It doesn't matter. So don't fucking nitpick. And yeah, the FDA said they don't like when companies label it as evaporated cane juice because it could be misleading and people could think that it comes from fruit juices or vegetable juices. But it doesn't matter. It's sugar. Sugar is sugar is sugar. Because you're not going to assume in a candy, in a fucking jelly bean, that the juice, and it doesn't say evaporated juice, it says evaporated cane juice, whatever fucking cane is it going to come from, evaporated cane juice is going to mean anything else but sugar. It's not good. Is it evaporated tomato juice? Is it a, what, what, what the fuck else could it possibly be, you fucking moron? Stop being a bitch. They're, they're going after Jelly Belly for a tech, for a legal technicality that's not even illegal. The FDA just doesn't like it. They highly suggest that you don't use those terms, that you just say sugar because people are stupid and people will misinterpret things because people like to misinterpret things and file class action lawsuits because they don't know what the fuck sugar is. <sighs> I just, I, again, I don't get people. Why the, this is just somebody who's going after a candy company. It's a candy. You fucking moron. It's candy. It has sugar in it. Guess what? Even diabetic candy has sugar in it. It just has less, and they make the fucking serving size so small it doesn't matter. Because, you know what? Let's, let's just analyze the, the details of diet candy. Okay? Diet candy. You have the diet candy. You have the diet chips. You have all the bullshit. Guess what? You eat five times goddamn more than what the fuck you would have if it was regular. And that's been scientifically proven. The psychological impact of something being healthier for you, people will eat more of the healthy junk food than the regular one. You got regular potato chips, you eat two handfuls. You got light potato chips, you eat the entire fucking bag. That is scientifically accurate. That is psychological. There's been experiments. They've proven that. It's a psychological thing. So even if the jelly beans, which have between 17 and 19 grams of sugar per serving, just said fucking sugar on it? You're eating the entire goddamn bag because they're sports beans. Because you think they're good for you. It's candy. It's not good for you anyway. If you're so fucking concerned about your health, don't eat the goddamn candy. Go have a glass of water. Go eat some fucking celery. Don't sit there and bitch that the candy isn't healthy enough for you, you fucked hard. It's candy. Don't sue them because your dumb ass is eating candy thinking it's fucking healthy. <sighs> Speaking of lawsuits, I wouldn't call this one a lawsuit. I'd call this one just, why did you think anything else? <sighs> a man who drove into fresh concrete has been charged $10,000 for the repairs. So, long story short, city's doing some road work, put up the cones, lay down some concrete, and patching up the road. Not a problem. It's kind of like a middle section in the road. And this guy gets in his car, who's parked on the side of the road, and cuts across the concrete. At the time it happened, the people, the police, when they did all this, they said, hey, there was no way he would have known that the concrete wasn't fully set, that he couldn't drive across it. There was a gap big enough for his car, so he drove across. Fine. They didn't ticket him for it. But now the city engineers are saying he is responsible for the $10,000 repair to the road including removing his car, which was stuck, removing his stuck car from the concrete, cutting out the damaged area, 
relaying and refinishing, plus the fact that they're going to have to close the road again for all that, $10,000 in damages. And again, you know, cities and uh, bureaucracies and inflating prices because it's government spending. But this guy's now on the hook for ten grand for not checking to make sure that the concrete road that was just worked on in front of his house was dry. And you know what? I've seen this shit myself. Not in concrete, but like every couple of years out here, they do what's called a slurry seal, where they basically take, it's like kind of super thin, it's asphalt with all the sand and gravel, basically all of the components of asphalt in a super hot, super thin layer. They spray that across the road, and then they press it out. And it basically takes eh, about six hours to dry or to like cure and set. And they do this and they give us plenty of warning. They put flyers on everyone's doors and they say, hey, your side of the street is getting done today. And you guys over there, your side of the street's getting done uh, uh, the next day. Every single time I've seen this in three different neighborhoods, I've seen this when the crews come in to do the roads and I'm like, okay, I guess I can't leave the house in time. Or I need to make sure I'm parked on the other side of the street today so that I can get out. They put up tons of fucking cones. They have stay right signs. All these signs and all these things to warn you. Hey, fresh oil up ahead. Hey, we just repaved the road. Hey, you see that shiny black side of the road? Don't fucking drive on it. They even go to the point of they don't pave, they don't redo the intersections so that if you're you're on the open side of the road, you can turn across and not fuck up the road. They go and like, oh, we're going to close this intersection on this day and, t- and finish the intersection. All done as a separate thing so you don't fuck up the road. Every single time, especially this last time they did it, I'm, I was just laughing my ass off because every fucking one of my neighbors had... Fresh tar cuts right off their driveway and fresh wheel marks in tar on their driveway. Because every one of them drove either out of their driveway straight into the hot tar and drove off and you see wheel marks going down the street and tar stuck on their cars. Or they came home, they drove right across the fucking cones right in through the tar, and they put fresh tar, chunks of fresh tar, right up their driveway. And then you see them all sitting there with the hose, because they're fucking morons, spraying the tar off their road, or spraying the tar off their driveway. It's like, oh yeah, you got your concrete driveway, well you just put tar, fresh tar, on your concrete. And guess what, jackass? Spraying tar with water sets it. So I've got my idiot neighbors that are sitting there with the garden hose trying to blast fresh tar off their driveway while all they're doing is basically turning it into hard tar. Because it's like lava. When it's hot, it's soft and pliable and you can move it. And I bet if they had like a blowtorch or something, you could scrape it off the driveway. And then their dumbasses go and spray it with, with water and that just turns it into rocks. So now you've got a bunch of fucking rocks stuck to your driveway because you're a fucking moron because you didn't pay attention to the damn flyer that said, hey, on Wednesday they're paving your side of the street. And at least they're not on the hook for ten grand like this guy. But they do. I I wouldn't be surprised if the company comes in and is like, hey, see them? They fucked up the road. We're sending... The city should send them a bill. Just like this guy. He's getting a bill from the city because he fucked up the road. These All those people should get a fucking bill from the city because they fucked up the road. Uh, but, and of all those things, none of them were quite as dumb as this week's Jackass of the Week. So, I don't know about you, but I've never particularly had police show up to my door other than, like, my brothers accidentally calling 911 and they have to, you know, automatically show up. Um, you know, you got a toddler with that picks up a phone, 911 ends up happening every damn time. Whatever. But it's sort of that. I've never had the police show up at my house. But even I know, you never admit to something before they've asked. That's like police, you know, interaction 101. Never admit to something you haven't been accused of. 
Well, apparently this guy in North Carolina never learned that lesson. Because when police came to his door, just kind of canvassing the neighborhood, asking about any, hey, do you know anything about this thing that's going on? His response is, well, I guess you're here about the opium. Yeah. Completely unsolicited, this dumb fuck admitted to growing a field, like an acre of poppies in his backyard for opium. Not just growing poppies like, oh, it's a pretty flower. Not that everybody doesn't really know that's what you fucking use poppies for. But a fucking acre arranged like cornrows of poppies for opium. And for those of you, and it's it's opium. It's it's the precursor to heroin. And right now, of course, we've got this whole they, they keep talking about the opiate uh, epidemic right now, and how people are all hooked on. And usually here, it's like pills, and you're you're popping oxycotton and shit like this. And it's you're talking about pain pills and painkillers, and people are hooked on these opiate painkillers, and it usually comes from oh, I had back surgery, and they gave me these pills. And I got hooked and I'm still taking the pills years later because now I'm addicted to the pills. Apparently people are still doing opium and heroin and I I didn't realize that was the issue. Really. And you'd think that oh, heroin and these drugs, they come from other places. Not some schmuck in North Carolina growing poppies. I would have never thought of that. I really wouldn't. You'd think drugs come from California, don't they? That's what you think. All drugs come from California or they come from Mexico. Not to disparage Mexico, but come on, that's where the drugs come from. Drugs come from South America by way of Mexico and Canada through California, and that's that's drugs. That's where drugs come from. You don't think that you got some schmuck in North Carolina growing poppies for opium. With an acre of poppies. They said the street value of his field was a half a billion dollars. B-b-b-b-billion. $500 million in poppies in his yard. And he just... Well, I guess you hear about the poppies, huh? You fucking high? Wait for the police to... like. Oh, sorry. Is that your truck out there? Your plates are expired. You might want to check on that. That could have been it, dude. And you'd still have all your drugs. Not that I'm, you know, saying it's a good, it'd be better for him to still have his drugs. But I'm just saying, don't be a fucktard. Why are you going, why would you admit anything to the police without them asking? You just open, hi officer, the drugs are out back. No. Oh my god, no. (laughs) I don't condone drug use. I don't. I do not condone drug use, especially opiates because opiate abuse and addiction is terrible and it's one of the harshest things out there but really if you're growing drugs maybe be more subtle really (laughs) i just yeah i just can't fathom being that dumb you I mean, obviously, he's growing for somebody else. He's they're like, yeah, he doesn't have a plant on site. They're like, he has the plants. He has harvesting material. He doesn't have a facility. He's not making the drugs here. He's just growing the plants. They could have found a better guy to grow the plants. Maybe somebody not so fucking retarded. All right. <laughs> Enough about that guy. I'm going to take my last little break here. And I will come back with this week's featured podcast, Netflix and Swill. What's happening with the mole man? What, what's happening to the new man? What's happening with the mole man? I don't know the song about the new man. Hey, it's the new man. If you're looking for a new podcast to check out, why not check out what's happening with the new man? With the crazy bad scientists from Australia talking about all sorts of things from gardening to cooking to life at home with your kids, what's happening with the new man podcast is the one for you. Check it out now. It's on iTunes, What's Happening with the New Man, also on Podbeam, and all your social media pipes. 
make sure you press the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You don't want to miss this hilarious podcast from Australia, What's Happening with the New Man. Hi, it's Lisa from Small Things. If we all do small things, we can make a big difference. Visit our website, smallthings.net.au, and remember to smile. Hi, do you want to Netflix and chill, but you're not popular enough to have a girlfriend? Check out Netflix and Swill, where you can get drunk alone and listen to us ramble on about shit that's on Netflix. I've listened to Netflix and Swill for two whole episodes now, and they've helped cure my incurable loneliness. Thanks, Netflix and Swill, for letting me get so drunk and forgetting about all my problems. You can trust him. He's unbiased. I'm totally not a host for this show. So hop over to netflixandswill.podbean.com or check us out on iTunes. And that is Netflix and Swill, this week's featured podcast, who are a self-admitted knockoff of the Epic Film Guys. Whereas the Epic Film Guys primarily focus on what is in theaters and, and the movie experience, Netflix and Squill obviously focuses on what's on Netflix. With and they've they do a pretty good job of it, and I think that it's kind of a nice twist on the whole thing. Even if they admit they're kind of a knockoff, you know, even borrowing a lot of the same segments, even as far as having Nick from the Epic Film Guys in some of their bumper effects for some of their stuff, they you know, they do a lot of the same seg they do the same segments in different ways with very different personalities. And so you know, one of the big things, again, the difference between the Epic Film Guys being beer snobs and Netflix and Swill, as the name implies, they drink Swill. They drink, you know, crap cheaper beer. And apparently right now they're actually kind of going through a thing where they got a hold of the like, 20 worst beers list. And so they're kind of chipping their way through those. I've tried drinking. I've tried drinking good beer. I just can't get into it. I just, you know. I'll stick with my Jaeger and my my Angry Orchard, but these it's it's a nice twist on that movie review TV review format, and because they do focus on Netflix as a whole, it's not just movies; it's also all the series, especially the uh, Netflix originals. Like they'll go through and binge watch an entire season of House of Cards, which they've been doing. They're, I mean, they're way behind because the show is relatively they're a little over a year in. And so now they're, like, in chunks. They're doing all the past seasons of House of Cards. Uh, but they'll review an entire season of a Netflix show rather than, like, a lot of people. Will, if you've got a, a show where you focus on a show, they do, like, an episode at a time. Well, they're, they're Netflix and Swill. We're going to binge the entire season of it's season four of House of Cards or the, the Get Down. Um, and... They'll just do the entire season and kind of describe and review the entire season as a whole, which kind of gives you a better picture of the show. Because if you're reviewing things in parts, one good episode is here, two crap episodes, things like you may not know. So it's kind of a good thing for them to do, especially if you're a Netflix guy, if you're a cord cutter, it's kind of a good resource to have. It's like, hey, this show is good. You should check it out. Here's what's going on. Or... Wow, what a dumpster fire of a show. And I think it actually is it's better when it comes down to things that are like a Netflix original movies and shows because they're more likely stuff you haven't seen. And uh, you know, most everything else on Netflix are, are they're past release movies. They were big theatrical releases, especially now with the big Disney deal where all the new uh Disney Marvel movies are going to Netflix. So you're not going to get as much original stuff, but somebody's got to be reviewing the Netflix original stuff, right? All of the Marvel series and all that stuff. So it's it's a cool place to go. And Dan and Caleb are very, they're different. It's a, they're, <laughs> the chemistry they have is, I guess you say every show is, they have different chemistry. And I like these, these pairs of opposing characters and so it's it's a nice again you can't last on a show for even a year 
without having chemistry with somebody. But these guys have got this, you know, sort of format pretty much down to where they've even filled in and substituted complete for the epic film guys on occasion, which is, you know, they, they've got it. Something comes up. They need somebody to fill in for the show. Netflix and Swill's got the format down. So, you know, they've earned their spot, you know, in, in the movie podcasting world. Oddly enough, they're not members of the movie pod squad, which kind of surprised me. But if you are a cord cutter like me and need that Netflix resource, and maybe you don't want to go to some of the more highbrow uh, movie review guys, maybe some guys that aren't so highfalutin about their, their beverages, check out Netflix and Swill at netflixnswill.podbean.com. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. As always, I'd like to thank you all for listening so much. It's I'm so grateful for every one of you out there that, that tunes in and especially makes it to this far of my rambling. And as always, I want to thank my awesome sponsor, Lily, for her support on Patreon. And if you are so inclined and you would like to donate to the show and help me out here, maybe get my wife off my back, uh, you can donate at patreon.com slash out. And remember, you can catch all of the past and future episodes and subscribe to the show at odddadout.blogspot.com. And while you're there, leave a review, good or bad. I just want to know what you think. And it goes to helping me make the show better for you. But until next time, I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night. Good night.